Today, Old Testament's lesson is from Joshua chapter 4, from verse 1 to 10. When the entire nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Select twelve men from the people, one from each tribe, and command them, Take twelve stones from here out of the middle of the Jordan, from the place where the priests stood. Carry them over with you and lay them down in the space where you came tonight. When Joshua summoned the 12 men from, from the Israelis, whom he had appointed, one from each tribe, Joshua said to them, Pass on before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, and each of you take up a stone on your shoulder, one of for each of the tribes of the Israelites, so that this may be a sign amongst you. When your children ask in time to come, what do these stones mean to you? Then you shall tell them that the waters of the Jordan were cut off in front of the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord, and it shall cross over the Jordan. The waters of the Jordan were cut off, so these stones shall be to the Israeli as a memorial forever. The Israeli said to Joshua, the Israeli did as Joshua commanded. They took up 12 stones out of the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of Israel, as the Lord had told Joshua, carry them over with them to the place where they came and lay them down there. Joshua, was, Joshua set up the 12 stone in the middle of Jordan, in the place where the feet of the priests bearing the Ark of the Covenant has stood, and they were there to this day. The priests who bore the Ark remained standing in the middle of Jordan until everything was finished that the Lord commanded Joshua to tell the people according to all that Moses had commanded Joshua. The people crossed over in haste. This is, these are the words of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel text for this morning comes from Luke chapter 6, beginning in verse 36. Uh, Would you stand in body or spirit for the reading of the gospel? These are the words of Jesus. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Give, and it will be given to you. A good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over, will be put into your lap. For the measure that you give will be the measure you get back. Friends, this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Now get this picture. It's about 2,000 years before Jesus Christ when the Hebrew children had been traveling through the wilderness for 40 years. They had been mightily spared of their enslavement in Egypt by the hand of God. And they came out of Egypt and they went into the wilderness and met at the holy mountain to receive the Ten Commandments. But it was not an easy journey as they made their way through that wilderness 
to the promised land. There would be times when they would run out of water. And they would even murmur about this to Moses. Why did you bring us out of Egypt to, to thirst like this? And then, then there was the times they ran out of food. And then there were times when, when uh, other peoples would come up against them and wage war. And there was a time when fiery serpents were all around them and, and they started biting the people and some people died. And, and how were they going to make it to the promised land when all of these bad things were happening? Well, here it is, some 40 years later, and they had gone through the wilderness and had seen all of this trouble. 40 years is about a generation. In fact, <laughs> they all got old and died. The only two people that went into the promised land from the original that left Egypt was Joshua and Caleb. You can read about that. The two spies that went in to the land and came back saying, we can take this land. It is ours. Even the old guy wasn't going to go. Now, if you looked at the sermon title, you thought, Old Guy Wisdom. Yeah, I know I'm turning 65, but I'm not talking about me. I'm talking about Moses. Moses was that leader who helped deliver the people from the hand of Pharaoh. He had taken the, the chariots of Pharaoh and helped them uh, be, be stuck in the mud in the Red Sea. And he led his people out. And he led them. He got nasty emails even from the Hebrew children every week about the poor conditions, the food, the bugs, lack of everything they needed. But he kept the faith. He had his goal. And he led the people to the very shores of the Jordan River ready to cross over. Now, he wasn't able to cross over he got old. He was 120 years old. And the Lord allowed him to go up to the top of Mount Nebo to the summit called Pishkah. And from there he could see the promised land as far as the north is from the south. And some say he could see as far as the Mediterranean. And he got to rejoice that all of his labors were going to bear fruit. And then he passed away on that mountain. The baton was passed to Joshua, who would become the leader that would lead them across the Jordan. And after the 30 days of mourning for Moses' death, Joshua sought to remind the people to take courage, be strong, and fear not, for God is giving you this land of promise. And so Joshua led them right to the shore of the Jordan River. Now, the text says, of all things, this was the wrong season. Joshua, couldn't you have picked a better time? It was the season of harvest, and that was the rainy season. And that's when there was so much rain that the Jordan River would overflow its banks and sometimes be three times as wide as it normally is. And that's when the Hebrew children you brought us through the wilderness. We've endured these snakes. We've, we've been hungry. We've been thirsty. We've been at war. And now this, it's impossible. We can't get across. 
I'm already getting mud between my toes and my sandals. And Joshua reminded them of the old guy wisdom. Be strong. Fear not. Your God will come and save you. Maybe some of you feel like that too. We've each got a Jordan River to cross. Each one of us has obstacles in, her, in our lives that, that would seek to stop us in our tracks. It might be a diagnosis that you got, some harsh words from a doctor who's telling you the truth. It might be the breakup of a relationship or broken relationships that are in your family, in an extended family or in your immediate family. It might be a deadbeat job that you can't get out of. It might be that you don't know what in the world you're going to do. Have you ever been to college before? Now, some of you have taken college classes. That worked when I was your age because we didn't take college classes until we went to college. But now you're all smarter than we are. But some of you probably, I don't know, what am I going to do at college? How am I going to live away from home? Or some of you can't wait to get out of the home. We all are approaching our Jordan River, and for some of us, it's a piece of cake. We need an easy button. We could just dance across. We know where the rocks are. Others, the river is swollen, and the odds are impossible, and we can't see any way forward. If you're like that, then I want you to hear some old guy Wisdom. As Moses sought to tell the people that they can do this. And Joshua, with the voice of Moses still ringing in his ears, sought to encourage the people, be strong, fear not. Don't worry about a flooded Jordan. God will provide a way. It's kind of like Joshua didn't see it as a problem. He saw it as a challenge. Maybe you could see that. It's kind of like dust. It's not a problem. It's a protective coating. It's kind of like bugs on the windshield. It helps you... Well, let's don't go there. There's a little train that went up a mountain. And the mountain got steep, and the way got difficult, and the engine slowed, slowed, until it said, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can. Does that take you back a ways? And then, as it crossed the summit, I thought I could, I thought I could. The miracle of the Old Testament and the power of God is just like the miracle of Jesus Christ on the cross and the message that comes down to us today through the power of the Holy Spirit is you can do this. God's grace covers your life. You are prepared and ready. God believes in you. They say that the, uh, uh, the qualities of a great leader are that they see and believe in the capacity of those that follow them.
to achieve whatever it is that they dream. Joshua was a great leader. He believed in the capacity of his people to cross that Jordan River. And so he said, priests, take the Ark of the Covenant. And the Ark of the Covenant was that powerful instrument that contained the relics of the past, the Ten Commandments, uh, and, and, and the, 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 the staff that was turned into a serpent when Moses went to see Pharaoh and lots of other And he said to the priest, you take that Ark of the Covenant and when you get to the shore of the banks of the river, put your foot in the water. And when they did that, the waters began to back up, back up, back up. You see, we hear the story of the Red Sea and the slaves exiting Egypt. We don't often talk about this one. That when they were about to seize the land of promise, it was the power of God once again that parted the waters so that the Hebrew children could walk across on dry land. It's as if God said, what's impossible for you is possible for me. And they went across. And until they got across, the priests stayed in the river Joshua commanded some of the people, now you pick up some big stones and you carry them on your shoulder. They had to be big or you wouldn't have carried them on your shoulder. And there were 12 stones, big stones. You take those from the middle of the Jordan River and you carry them across. And when you get across, I want you to pile them up in the first place you camp that night. And so they did. After the Hebrew children came across on dry land, they made it a ways And then they set up those stones as a memorial. They called the place Gilgal so that Israel would remember what God had done. What is it that God wants you to do? What's your Jordan River? What's the obstacle that stands in the way between you and your goal? Whatever it is, if it's noble, if it's consistent with with God's kingdom, then pursue it because the land of promise is not just for them in the Old Testament. It is for us as well. Don't have a goal? Pick one. Think your goal is useless? Take it up again. Now, you may alter it as you go. You may completely replace it. But start somewhere. And like the priests, put your foot in the water and see what happens. Trust me. It's no different than when Jesus told his disciples to to go back out of the deep water and let down their nets for a catch after they had not caught anything all night long. And that we're tired, we're weary, we just want to go home and get some rest. If you just take me at my word, if you just take me at my word. And they chose to do that, and they had so many fish, their nets began to break. Now, when they crossed the Jordan River, did that suddenly make life easy for them? No. Did they have a lazy boy chair they could sit down and rejoice the rest of their days? No, not at all. 
Would they never encounter an obstacle? No. But what they saw was that the impossible found a way. We are all standing at the Jordan River. And I invite you to trust that there will be a way. Now, we read a scripture from the gospel. Some have said, well, why did you pick that gospel lesson? It doesn't have anything to do with the Jordan River. Judge not that you be not judged. Be merciful as your heavenly Father is merciful. Well, yeah, I think it has everything to do with it. And what it says to me is that today in our world today, when our, our denomination is splitting, when our environment is suffering, when there's war that's contaminating a peoples and destroying and killing. And as we stand at impossible odds, that there is no longer any time for name-calling, for blaming, for judging, the only time we have left is to link arms with those we stand with and begin marching with faith in the future. Are you listening? You can do it. Whatever your dreams, whatever your goals, pursue them. Whatever bad news you've received, there will be a way. And in the final analysis... If there isn't, God's got it covered for an eternity. Matty Stepanek, who was a young boy who died several years ago at the age of 13, he had a rare form of muscular dystrophy which rendered him immobile so that he was stuck in a wheelchair for all of his days. You can Google him, Matty Stepanek, and you will be encouraged by what you find there. A young boy who had every reason to be bitter and to give up, and yet he didn't. He said, I'm going to take all of my days that I have left, and I'm going to live. I'm not going to die. I'm going to live until I'm gone. That's the message of the old guy who got to see the promised land and passed on the baton to Joshua. He said, you're going to live and God will help you find a way. You're sitting next to somebody. Why don't you link arms right now? Just do it. Just do it. If you don't like the person next to you, get up and go somewhere else. (laughs) Link arms. Link arms. And say, I think I can. I think I can. (laughs) Ain't no Jordan River wide enough. Ain't no obstacle big enough. To stop me from realizing my dream. 
Stop me from realizing my dream. Thanks be to God. Amen. Okay, you can stop talking. <laughs>